0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of For the Most Part podcast. I'm here with a classmate of mine. Um, he's a everythingist, as we call call them. Arranger, songwriter, he's play all the instruments. I am I am I correct in saying that, Alex?
1: I I don't play all the instruments, but <laughs> I, I play a few, I play a few.
0: Right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 Well, ladies and gents, welcome Mr. Alexander Evans to the show. Alex, tell the people about yourself. Who's, who's Alex? Just give us a rundown and then we'll get into the, the good stuff.
1: Hey, First and foremost, uh, you know, just thank you. Thank you, Kemi, for inviting me on. Thank you for having me. Not um, I uh, this is the part I don't like. I don't like myself, so it's good that we just get this out of the way one time. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a I'm a you know, as Kemi said, I'm a multifaceted um musician, and uh, I think uh, I think the best way for me to describe myself is is you know, I'm just, I'm just a being, and you know, within, within this being, there's there's a lot of different parts, and and some of those parts might be contradictory. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very much human, but I'm also very much divine. I'm very much, um, I have a lot of strong masculine energy and a lot of strong feminine energy at the same time. And one of the things that I love about music is that music is kind of like an intersection point between these seemingly contradictory ideals. You know, for, you know, music is one of the most human things that I do, but it's also an expression of the divine. You know, music is very much uh, an expression of that masculine energy and is also very much an expression of that feminine energy mm-hmm. so that's that's why you know music is for me more than just what i do it's it's who i am
0: right 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 so on that note who are so many musical influences that would have shaped who alex is because I could say for sure I know who mine are, I've listed my genres. People will always say, you're always talking about this era and this and that. So I'm sure you'd be able to share some of those. Um, And by the way, Alex is Belizean, so i just let all you know, if all you don't know some names, go on Google and research it. But Alex, tell us who some of your influences are. (laughs)
1: Um, Right, so I could talk about... Um, some of the some of the influences that have been like direct influences because you know we we, we have we have artists and 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 you know like famous artists and mm-hmm. and stuff that we may have never met that that could also be profound influences on, on who we are
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you know musically and otherwise so if you want i could talk about that as well but um for the for the influences that that have been like directly impactful to me um in my earlier days, like here in Belize, people like Herschel Armstrong, Lynn Young, um, and then moving over into into Trinidad and the experiences that I had in Trinidad. Um, people like Liam Teague, uh, Jessel Murray, uh, Kelly Ramlow, Patrice cox um Mr. Sharma, as well, you know, most of the most of the, the lecturers in in UWE, I think, had a had a profound impact on me in 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 one way or another, you know.
0: Mm, mm. Okay. Cool. Um. I mean, and I think I think especially as we're both the, the um UV graduates, I could say for sure that that department specifically really kind of shaped. Our musical careers, and 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 so on a tangent. Yeah, on that, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I was just gonna say, like, I kind of feel like maybe that's what inspired the Feel the Love project. Because I was gonna, I was gonna get into that a little bit mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. people ask me. I see of UV people, and but it's not just UV people. It's 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 a I guess a a community of people because it's not just UB. But talk to us a little bit, tell us, tell us, you know, about that and, you know, that kind of the selection process, how you went through. Well, I want to get this musician and that musician and, and the various experiences and the whole process.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned us, you know, both being being graduates from the music program mm-hmm. and um, that that being such a such an impactful experience you know we we spoke about the you know we spoke about some of the lecturers and you know one of the things I always say is that even outside of just what I was able to learn from them musically I also learned like very specific things you know you know for example Mr. Murray aside from just teaching the courses that he teaches he also instills in his students the sense of professionalism and the sense of leading by example Mm -hmm. um and carrying yourself a certain way. Then you have Mrs. Rao, who I think instills just a sense of hard work just because of how hard hardworking and how dedicated she is. You, <laughs> She really instills a love for teaching and being within that environment interacting with so many other great young <laughs> dynamics musicians it also facilitates a sense of community and it facilitates a sense of, of networking you know a lot of people would tell you that the, the number one reason to go to music school is networking yeah um, so so being given this ethnic, loss, this feel the love project but then also being given the network that you know of current students past students students who were ahead of me who were with me who were willing and able to to you know contribute to this project in in such meaningful ways Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's like it's like blessing on top of blessing you know and so Mm -hmm. the selection process was (laughs) like I wanted it to feel like a combination of like orchestral influence um orchestral instruments along with More contemporary instruments like drums, bass, guitar,
0: right? And then
1: also with cultural instruments like the djembe, like the steel pan, um, just to give a really, really broad, you know, encompassing, encompassing feel to it. Mm. And because, and uh, you know, as I mentioned, because of you and because of having that network, it was kind of just a matter of. Okay, what instrument do I have? Okay, how many people do I know who, who could play this instrument?
2: Right. How many people,
1: okay, I have a, I have a good rapport with this person, I have a good rapport with that person. Um, and then a lot of the other musicians outside of, of um, people who, I and mean, it wasn't just all UAE musicians from Trinidad, it was also people who I worked with outside of UAE um, right. as well. And, um, then from the Belize side, I think, because I really wanted it to be like a, like a cross-Caribbean type of collaboration, right. you know, um, that, that would have come from, from my years of, of working with various musicians and stuff here in Belize as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having, just having access to, to a lot of musicians here who, you know, could also be a part of something like this.
0: Right, 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 right alright so now I was gonna ask and I didn't put the question on the paper purposely because I wanted to see I want to understand the I guess what was the inspiration behind the feel the love um, that that project and people I will link that whole thing it was a concert that it was a part of you all need to go on Facebook um, I don't know if the concert the if the project itself is isolated separately that people can see or if it's part of um, the full concert video but we will link it I'll give you all all the information but Alex what was the the driving purpose behind doing not feel the love arrangement and pulling together you know uh, all of these musicians to to produce this 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 project.
1: Right. So so there's several there's several parts to it
0: mm-hmm. in
1: that you know I am a huge I'm a huge fan of of Freetown Collective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love. I love so much of what they did, you know, prior to to 2019, because 2019 is kind of when they took that step more towards, you know, doing more like Soka and and kind of being a little bit more um, mainstream. But mainstream without losing the essence of of, of who they are and what what their their role is and what their mission is, because what they stand for is is bigger than just the music. right? um, and so I, I really I remember the first time I heard Feel Love and just like the first couple of months that it was out I remember just that feeling of life mm-hmm. of like being alive that, that I felt whenever listening to it, it's something that you know, some of my some of my favorite Soka songs from the past decade or so mm-hmm. that feeling is 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 what, you know, they they would bring. You know, we're talking about like voice far from finish, you know, cast Yeah. Love of yeah. the music. Um you know, kinda like kinda like more along the the vein of like uplifting. You know, like yeah. that upful kinda kinda vibe. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember just falling in love with it for for the energy, for the you know the musical aspect of it, and I just remember immediately thinking, you know, I, I want to do an arrangement of this at some point,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and um, that that with me, and then moving into um 2020, and moving into like when we had the first the first set of set a lockdown um i remember you know of course having seen videos like what um eric whitaker does and like what um you know mia gorman the dr mia gorman the benjamin and and then um, mm-hmm. do with 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 the steel pan um video as well you know be kind of like being inspired by that and thinking to myself you know this is this is, this is the perfect time for something like this, like this to do yeah. an arrangement of feel love and to do it in this way because because of it there's one thing we need right now is is, is love and it's, it's, it's to feel connected and to feel like to feel like we're not alone you right. know because we we, we we were just only starting to get into social distancing and quarantine and stay home and and, and you know I feel like then and even now still we, we, we needed that voice of you know we, we we're still even though we're apart we're still connected.
0: Yes. And
1: yes. you know also aside from that, you know, one of the one of the things about from about my, my role here in Belize and, and kinda like promoting or echoing uh, or amplifying so I is probably the right word. Voices like Freetown Collective is you know, here in Belize, we, we, we're not as developed in our infrastructure or the way we think about culture and the way we view culture. Right. And so a lot of what we do generally is we tend to appropriate a lot and we tend to latch on to music from, um, from other places, especially Jamaica, Trinidad and the U.S.
2: Right, um, right you know for
1: the for the more for the more you know like urban demographic here in the right. and so much of that is just latching on to what is popular and what is on the radio in these other countries and so much of that tends to be music that's kind of like filled with messages of like misogyny um, and materialism and homophobia and like all of these all of these kind of potentially damaging ideals, concepts, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for me, uh, and and looking at, at how much we take in that kind of content, you know, Freetown collective mainstream success kind of like gives me an opportunity to be like, oh well, this is on the radio too. This is popular too. Let's right. Kind of like try and gravitate more towards this kind of yeah, and um, you know.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, do you think it had the impact that you were thinking about that you that you had in mind, dream long term goal? Because I know a lot of arrangers, you know, um, for example, when we did the Women of Steel project, um, and it's not to overshadow this, but I'm using it as an example. The one thing we wanted people to get to understand is that women can arrange one. And women could play band too, and maybe in some ways, um, I think it kind of shook a lot of people down to the original composers of the song. They were like, "I didn't know that women could do this." Um, and I don't want to name names, but you know, do, do you think that you've that you've made your mark with it?
1: That's, and that—that's kind of a a difficult question for me to answer i think okay um because i don't feel as if it's the the extent of, of of where it's going to go i don't think that that is fully realized yet okay um as as a as a part of it you know um i know that but what I, what I can say is that from from the the feedback that I've gotten so far mm-hmm. for the people who have seen it and for the people who have you know like taken the time and, and sat down and looked at it and listened to it, I think that it has had that desired effect for them. Okay. Um. You know. You know. People. People. Definitely definitely, you know, seem to feel that that sense of oneness. Yeah. You know, that 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 I was definitely going for. Um and, you know, even the the you know, the members of, of Freetown Collective that I've spoken to um have been, you know, overwhelmed you know, by by just the magnitude of it, you know, one of them told me that he hasn't even had like the time to really properly like process it because it just the the magnitude of it and and what it means to to him as an artist and what it means to him as as someone who was responsible for for writing this song from originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it he he said that what it the what it does is it gives him a, a renewed sense of energy, a renewed sense of, of you know, that affirmation of, of being on the right path and, and right. that the music is saying what he, what he intends Intended for it to say. say. Right, right,
0: right, 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 right. That's, that.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. important. So,
0: I could I see that. Mm-hmm, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and I think that's something as well, you know, that we, we as musicians that we really, really need to do and get in the habit of... of showing each other love, you know, like we're, we're very quick to, to want to, you know, show love and, and put a lot of our favorite artists who we're not connected to in any way, but we, we put them on a pedestal and we're, we're always quick to revere and, and, and respect and all of that. But when we have artists and when we have performers and artists within our circles that have been major influences on us or who have had a major impact or who we, we, we see them and we, we, we see you know what I, I see you I see you and, and mm-hmm. I appreciate what you're doing and what you're doing is powerful and you know we we, we sometimes underestimate the value of, of, of showing each other love right because you know some days that's all that that really keeps us going
0: yeah So, um, what would you say um, are two things that musicians get wrong, generally speaking?
1: Generally speaking, um, I would say music theory
2: (laughs) and
1: and social responsibility. Okay. But when, when I say music theory... Like yeah, I know a lot of musicians get music theory wrong, but I, I don't mean like specific concept, of the idea. I mean, I mean what music theory is. You know, a lot of a lot of like non-trained musicians have a lot of misconceptions about music theory, but I also a lot of trained musicians and a lot of even music educators, I think, kinda have, have a, a, a misconception of, of what music theory is because you know, as you would know. I, I love I love theory I love music theory
0: yeah
1: um and what what I realize is that a lot of people think of it as being able to read music you know squiggles and weird shapes on a page that tell you what note to play or when to play yeah. it or, or or you know some people think of it as a set of rules that follow and that this has to resolve this way and this has to do this and yeah. and you know some people some people even think of it as like prescriptive. Some people some people use music theory as like ammunition to, to be pretentious.
0: Yeah. As in <laughs>
1: as in like, oh well this song only has two chords and this other song has fifty. So yeah. the song that has fifty chords is automatically better, better. better than yeah. the song that has two chords. <laughs> yep. And I'm yep. not even gonna lie, I, I've I've kind of been guilty of
0: of, doing of that kinda of
1: rhetoric yeah. in, in, in the Same. past as well, you know? Uh, yeah. But, you know, all, all music theory really is because music is something that is, and I think you would agree, is something that is infinitely complex. Yes. It is something that no matter how many layers you, you, you dig into it and you feel like you understand it, there's more to go on. And there's always a deeper understanding of it to be had. But at the same time, music, while being infinitely complex, is also infinitely accessible. Because mm-hmm. music is for everybody, everybody can enjoy music, regardless of, of how, how well you understand the music, is, yeah. you know, it, it's, yeah, so I, my understanding of music is just an attempt to understand and codify why music works, why certain sounds Sounds a certain way together. Why certain sounds evoke certain feelings, feelings and certain yeah. emotions
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. in us? Yeah, and what we what we think of as like Western music theory is is really just one perspective in, in trying to understand that. Yeah, yeah as theory is another perspective in trying to understand that. Um, you know, Indian classical is another perspective in trying to understand, understand. that. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and you know, and I think one of the dangers that we run into with music theory is also kinda like thinking that one perspective is better than that another. The that the Western yeah. classical, you know, perspective on music theory is is the is at the top of the of the totem pole. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whereas you know it's all just it's all just seeking to do the same thing which is to gain an understanding of of why music moves us the way it does yeah. and you no know, that's why i think that that trying to gain an understanding from multiple perspectives is so important mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I, ag- um, I agree with that 100% mm-hmm.
1: yeah and the, the the second thing is um social responsibility um you know, one of one of my one of my good friends in, in Trinidad, who is a musician but also studied law, um, you know, makes the makes the reference that music is so is part of the fourth pillar of society, which you know we all learn about the, the which are executive, legislative, and judicial. Mm-hmm. And the fourth pillar is the press. And the um is to hold the other three countable and then well all artistry is part of that fourth pillar, it's part of the press. And as such we we have a responsibility to to kinda like ask questions and to hold the the other three, you know, accountable. Well, yeah. And I, I I don't think that there's any better illustration of this than, than the Calypsonians.
2: Yeah. You know, there were
1: eras in, in the history of Trinidad and Tobago where the, the Calypsonian was was feared by Because by they the were government. the news, because they you carried know? the news.
0: They were the ones um, that could could sing about reports and it would be accurate it would be the truth (laughs) yeah
1: yeah they would be they would they were that sense of transparency yep and you know it's also not a coincidence that when you look at at oppressive regimes when you look at at the nazi regime when you look at um um post-revolution France post-revolution Haiti or even pre-revolution Haiti for, and during revolution Haiti for that matter Right. certain artists were banned certain works certain books certain authors certain visual artists and it's because as artists we have such an inherent power to, to sway and influence human emotion and to influence the, the, way, the way people think and, you know, I, and, and so it, it's part of what we are, are, I would say, called to do, you know, yeah. um, and, you know, and, and that's not that's not me saying that, OK, every single song that you write or every single thing that you put out has to be politically charged and it has to speak out against oppression and it has to do this and it has to do that, because no, I mean, at the end of the day, what what we're really doing is is we are expressing emotion, yeah. and and you know uh, uh, a part of that, yeah, comes with with that accountability. But you know, at the same time, if somebody if somebody say that you know they wake up the morning and they feel to jam fifty woman oh, bumper, that's a valid emotion. That's an expression of an emotion, and I and I don't think that that. That like I'm not trying to say that people shouldn't be allowed to to express that or that people shouldn't be, you know. Yeah. But I do think that we do need to kind of take a little bit more ownership of the power and the influence that we have. Have
0: yeah. Okay.
1: And 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 act with a little bit more um, social responsibility. At the same time, though, I will say that it's not entirely the artist's fault because when when artists are kind of like fighting over scraps. And it's, it's difficult within a certain space to, to comfortably make a living as an artist. It's a lot more difficult to create from a place of, OK, what needs to be said, as opposed to what's going to get me paid, what's going to get groceries in my house, what's going to put food on my table.
0: table.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we're looking at social responsibility and we're looking at what was the other thing I said social responsibility. Music and, and music. Yeah, music theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two responsibility very different. And, yeah, two very different um, I guess hey. concepts, but I think they are intertwined because so funny, um, the last episode we spoke with Dennis Howard and we were basically talking about how how intertwined and how interconnected the Caribbean is, and we don't see that. And if we could only see how powerful we are as a unit, we could—I don't want to say mash up the place to say, but you know, we we take ownership of, like, for example, in the Olympics. If you, if Jamaica wins the Olympics again, that is we people. You know what I mean? so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's just something to think about guys that's just something to think about so Alex aside from the arrangements that you've done what are some awards that you've won let pe- let the people know just how <laughs> well and well, well talented well trained you are uh,
1: all right so let's um uh, I'll go I'll go country by country. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so in Belize I've won the national song competition twice, once as soul writer and once as co-writer. I won the in earlier this year, the um, in Belize International Jazz Festival had like a national competition which I won for solo instrument with accompaniment. Right. Um for the steel band um also earlier this year moving to moving to guyana um i my composition won first place in the guyana national panorama soloist category Mm. it was performed by a pan soloist named detroit day Uh, and then in trinidad at UWE, I graduated with the Newman Alexander Award for the most outstanding musical art student. Then outside of UWE, within um, Best Village, I won, well, along with Northwest Lamento, um, you know, cultural movement. We won the folk theater category, for which I was a musical director. Um, we also, I also won Best Musical Director best arrangement and accompaniment and best choral work within 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 the competition.
0: <laughs> so guys, I I I, I hope that all well, they're kinda picking up on what I'm trying to do with this little piece of podcast, right? So <laughs> it's not just about simply recognizing that we need an overhaul, for one not just in trinidad but in the caribbean but two that the the talent that we have the talent that that i don't want to say breed but talent that we create and foster and the talent that we don't want to support are doing phenomenal things and we are winning awards trophies scholarships whatever the case may be and we wait until one of two things they either in the u.s doing big major famous things and we like to claim it or we wait until they're close to the grave we need to change that now and that's the one thing that i will keep saying every single episode we need to change that we need to change how we approach the arts we have to support, we have to have to support and if we don't do it it won't collapse but we're just going to keep going backwards and just keep backpedaling so last question Alex what is one thing you'd like people to know about arts in the Caribbean and we will wrap there for this episode
1: um <laughs> I think just to just to piggyback off of what you were saying and just to echo your sentiment, um, that we are way more powerful than than we realize. That we are capable of so much more than than what we realize, and I think that a lot of the a lot of the post colonial mindset still pervades and still exists. And you know, even within even within the, the, the world the the realm of of what we do musically, you know, using music as, as you know our our area of expertise, you know, the thing that, that we could speak on. We still very much look at Music and musical ability, and you know, composers and everything in a very hierarchical way. Hierarchy yeah. that we're taught to put white male German speaking composers as the top of the top, mm-hmm. and the further you deviate from that, the less quote unquote worthy you are of of admiration and of reverence and of respect and of of you know of love even right you know you you talk about the project that you worked on with you know female composers and female pianists where you know, some of the uh, female arrangers so some, uh, some of you know would be would be overlooked yeah in a lot of in a lot of ways, and I think it all comes from the same. You know, I think that we really breed more of a more of a culture of celebrating our own more freely. Yeah. You know, because if you think that you had, there's no way that we could look at this thing of and say that somebody like Mozart or Beethoven is in a category far beyond someone like Liam Seager Bogzi.
0: Right, right.
1: And, you know, just because just just because the, the medium that they used and just because the system that we use to evaluate these types of music are skewed in one in one direction. Yeah. You know, so I really I really think that big is just like you said, you know, celebrating our own more, you know, forcefully, more fiercely and you know and realizing with that comes realizing how much power we have and how much potential we have
0: yep guys oh, i've said it you're hearing it from alex you heard it from dennis you've heard it from basically almost every episode you've heard us say appreciate the arts appreciate the arts and not just say I are going on share the post i we talking donations, financials, helping create foundations for these creators to keep growing. Alex, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for participating in this podcast with me. Ladies and gents, don't forget to subscribe. we on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. we actually on TikTok now. I don't ask how I reach there, but only like TikTok, so we're on TikTok. Follow us on all of our social medias. All the information as to all episodes, you could watch that on the website www.forthemostpartpodcast.com. And we will see you and we will hear you in the next episode. Peace out, guys.